another episode of Blessed Is She That Believe. We're in season three, episode one. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry if you hear my South Georgia um, accent. Uh, that's just how it is today. It's coming out heavy and strong. <laughs> Before we get started with anything, let's um, go to the Lord with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for this day. Thank you, Father God, for your grace and mercy to allow us to see this day. Thank you for allowing us to be here on purpose and for purpose, Father God. Nothing by chance, Father, because you have orchestrated and you have ordained for us to be here before time began, Father God. You have allowed us to to walk this planet one more day and we're so grateful father god lord there is somebody who is mourning the loss of a loved one right now father because they didn't get a chance to to wake up and 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 see their family today or they they may have taken their last breath father god i just thank you right now for their life i thank you for comforting the hearts of those who who may be going through that time of grieving and mourning right now father god I pray right now that you cover them and you allow your peace, which surpasses all understanding to keep their heart and mind until Christ Jesus, Lord. Lord Jesus, I just thank you right now for um, every good and perfect gift that you have given us, Lord. We know that comes from you. Father, allow us to give our gifts and talents back to you, Lord, through what you put us here on this earth to do, Father God. Lord Jesus, I ask right now once again for your covering and protection over this area, Lord cover those in Florida, North Florida, and in Southeast Georgia, Lord, everywhere the storm is heading, Lord, I just ask that you cover us and keep us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. So I am actually recording this um, about an hour out from the designated time that they're anticipating this storm is supposed to hit uh, Brunswick area, and um, they are um, anticipating tornadoes, but I just come against that in the name of Jesus. I, I mean, my, my Heavenly Father created the weather, and I'm believing that it is not according to his plan and purposes for today, for today's date, January 9th, for any tornadoes to come into this area. That I, I am just believing that in the name of Jesus, and it is so and shall not be otherwise. Um, I'm praying for those in upstate new york um those in the new york area northeast region of the united states praying for them because i know they got hit really hard um just asking the lord keep you and protect you um anywhere the storm has in, uh affected i i just pray um covering right now in jesus name for you and your family so um Let's get started. Um, also, I just wanted to tell y'all that I'm on TikTok now. Y'all, I feel very antiquated being on TikTok because all my students have TikToks. Like, I see TikTok as a um, social media platform for young people. And the fact that I just say young people is really blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I just turned 38 this past Sunday, praise God. Um... I, I'm grateful to be here another year. So being 38, being this much closer to 40 is like, I in my head, I just started my 30s. You know, like <laughs> I just turned 30 in my head. Like I just turned 30, 31 in my head and, you know, have a good solid decade ahead of me. And I'm like, wow, um, 
Forty is knocking at the door. <laughs> Forty is on the street getting ready to pull up. And I don't know how to feel about this. Like, is the house clean? You know, they <laughs> get ready to come by. Like, is the house clean? Like, do I have everything put away? You know, this is crazy how fast life goes by. Um, I just, my prayer, my hope is that I do everything I'm supposed to do while I'm here on earth. Like, I do everything that the Lord put in me. I, I have used everything that he has given me up before I take my last breath. That is my hope and my prayer. Um, everything that we go through in life, we go through to bring glory to God. The good and the bad. Because we're guaranteed that he's going to turn it around for our good. We're guaranteed that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are to call according to his purpose. Like, we're guaranteed those things. So, whether it's good or bad, it's going to work out for our good. If it's still bad, he's not done with it yet. You know, like, it's not done. That That is not done. It's not finished. So, just let him do what he's going to do in our lives so that way we can go, oh, you had this on a So, when you was doing that, that was what was really going. You know, I've had those moments. And it's like... You really had everything. Okay, let me step back and just let you do. You know, so I'm realizing that now um, at 38, there are some things I'm still kind of like, well, I'm here. (laughs) You know how you show up to an event and nobody's there yet, but you're there and you're like, I thought the time was, you know, now, but clearly I was God is never late. He's never late. He need us to be in a position. So that way we won't miss it. Because he's going to show up at the appointed time. He needs us to be where we're supposed to be. And you just wait. You wait for him to show up. He's working it, but you wait for him to show up. So anyway, that was, I don't know, that that was a freebie there. But I'm going to try and... um. As you can hear, if you can hear the thunder, it's it's starting. And I wanted to go ahead and, and do this today um, because it was heavy on my heart. So I'm going to try and go through it. I don't want to rush the word of God at all. But at the same time, I need to be wise about this. So I hear the thunder. So let me get started. That's part of the Lord. Like, you talking too much. Let's go ahead and get started so you can get off before it starts storming. Um, This is what I'm talking about. We're doing a Daniel Fast in my church. And... Today's scripture was 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verses 18 through 27. And um, I'm going to read those real quick from the King James Version. And I'll flip back and forth between the um, New Living Translation and the King James. So verse 18 starts, Then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor or in the Jebusite. And David went up at the saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord. And Ornan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons with him hid themselves. Now Ornan was threshing wheat and David, and as David came to Ornan, Ornan looked and saw David and went out of the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, grant me the place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar unto, an altar there and unto the Lord. Thou shalt grant it me for the full price that the plague may be saved from the people. And Ornan said unto David, Take it to thee. 
and let my lord do the king do that which is good in his eyes lo i give thee the oxen also for burnt offerings and the threshing instruments for wood and the wheat for the meat offering i give it all and king david said unto ornan but i will verily buy it for the full price for i will not take that which is thine for the lord nor for offer burnt offerings without cost so david gave to ornan for the place 600 shekels of gold by weight and david built there an altar unto the lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called upon the lord and he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of burnt offering and the lord commanded the angel and he put up his sword again into the sheath thereof now there was something going on in the land and david the lord told david through gad i like how the bible says then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David. And in verse 19, it also says, And David went up at the saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord. They, it's like really emphasizing the point, Gad did not do this in his own strength. He did not do this on his own accord. Because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people during this time period who are saying, Thus saith the Lord, and the Lord did not send them. That's a whole nother podcast right there. But in this in this uh chapter, I can't I think it's in Ezekiel. It's a chapter in Ezekiel. The Lord goes straight off like I did not send them. I did not send them. There are people prophesying in my name. I did not send them. Y'all, is people prophesying in the name of the Lord during in the land right now. The Lord did not send them. This is why you need to study to show yourself approved unto God. You have to show yourself, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Y'all, these times, there, there's heavy deception in the land. Now, how did David know? Because David has a relationship with the Lord. David knows the Lord like they are. David is in love with, with the Lord. He is in love with the things of the Lord. He has discernment. You pick up discernment when you spend time with the Lord. If you don't spend time with the Lord, you're going to be duped. You're going to be easily fooled by the enemy. The Bible said it twice. If the Bible says it more than one time, it's very important that you realize that Gad did not say this on, in his own strength. He didn't just make this up like, oh, this was not his opinion. The Lord spoke to Gad and Gad then spoke to David and David recognized the voice of the Lord through Gad. Also, here's another thing. You need to have people around you who hear from the Lord and aren't just giving you their opinions. Mm. You need to have people who are in relationship with the Lord, who, who know him, who seek his face, who spend time with him because you don't want people who are just giving you their opinion. You want them, their, their opinion. What is that? They only know thus saith the Lord. I'm not saying that they're so heavenly minded. They're no earth, earthly good. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that they have a relationship with the Lord. They're able to discern. They got your back. They know when you fall on track. They pick. I have people who pick up the phone. Hey, what you doing? Huh? No, 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 no. Something ain't right with you. What? What's going on? What's going on with you? I have people like that in my corner. You have to have people like that in your corner during the season because there's heavy, heavy deception in the land and you're going to be deceived. You're going to be deceived. You better you better start looking at your circle, your square, your triangle, whatever you want to call it. You better start checking the people that you call friends because 
the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David. That wasn't like a, okay, you can choose to say this to him or not. No, 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 no. He commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor or in the Jebusite. And David went up at the saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord. He only did it in the name. He only came in the name of the Lord. They're not coming in the name of the Lord. If they're not coming in the name of Jesus Christ, if they are not coming in the name of Jesus Christ, the, the one who shed his blood on Calvary, the one who gave his life, the one who is alive and well and sits at the right hand of the father, if they're not coming in the name of that Jesus. Don't, don't trust it. Cause it's me. Hey y'all. It's a lot of, it's a lot of little Christ out there. They're, they're deceiving. They're deceiving people. Don't, don't go. Matthew 24 tell you when they say go, he in the desert, he over here in the secret chamber. Don't you go. Don't go. Thank you. Holy spirit for that. Don't you go. All right. So it says in order turned back and saw the angel and his four sons with him hid themselves. Y'all. He turned his back on the angel. Or he turned, he, he actually did turn his back on the angel. Because look, it says, <laughs> And Ornan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons with him hid themselves. Now Ornan was threshing wheat. He went back to doing what he was doing. I Let me tell you something. If I saw it, now I have seen angels before when I was flying on a plane. They didn't look like the ones that Daniel described or Ezekiel described, whichever one. They ain't have all of them. They were clouds. I have pictures to prove it. Like, I, I'm so serious. I have pictures to prove it. Um, But, <laughs> let me tell you something. I know my angels are with me right now, even in this room. But if they show themselves to me right now, I'm going to let y'all know it's going to go radio silent because I'm probably going to, like, just pass out on the floor. Because, first of all, why you here? What you want? What did I do wrong? What what is going on? What's about to happen? You know, I have so many questions. Ornan just turned his back and went. <laughs> he just kept doing what he was doing. He just kept doing what he's doing. He okay. It's an his sons ran, but he he just went to back to this threshing. He went back to work. It's like, dude. Um. So you're not scared? When I first read this this morning, I was like, maybe he used to seeing angels and that his sons aren't. You know, like maybe he's used to seeing angels and so that's why he kept going back to work. So my pastor actually does, um, my pastor does uh, weekly Bible studies and stuff like that on Facebook. Like he gets up, he does it every single day, every morning. So every morning right now is focused on the scripture readings for the Daniel fast. Now I read, I read this first before I watched it. So I'm going to tell you what I read first, what, what stuck out to me first. And then I'll go over what he said too, because I, now I'm seeing what he was saying. Um, Gad, not Gad, um, Ornan, he wasn't willing to stop what he was doing for the Lord, for the things of God. He wasn't willing to stop what he was doing for the things of God. And we have got to be careful with that. He was so, and that's what my pastor was saying. He wasn't even willing to stop what he was doing. 
I mean, you're seeing an angel. How you still just going back? He was so focused on what he was doing. He's like, I don't care. But, and that's what, like I said, that's what my pastor was saying. And I see it now. But what I gathered from this, when I got to the part where David came to Ornan, Ornan stopped and bowed himself to David with his face in the ground, showing reverence to the king. David said to Ornan, grant me the place of the threshing floor. Now, Ornan was like, okay, you can just take whatever you want. You know, I give it all. I was reading that as Ornan being very zealous, you know, like, huh, have it all, you know. But David had to explain to Ornan, no, that's not how sacrifice works. It's got to cost me something. Because David said, nay, but I will barely buy for the full price, for I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without a cost. A sacrifice has to cost something. That's why it's called a sacrifice. It's got to it's gotta cost you something. And when, like I said, when I first read it this morning, I saw it as you have to be willing and obedient. Because see, Ornan was willing to give it, but he wouldn't have been obedient because he was just going to give it freely. You can't give it freely. It's got to cost you something. David got to pay for that. Somebody got to pay for it. That's why the wages of sin is death. Because somebody's got to pay for the, the, the sin. Somebody's got to pay for it. And it's going to cost you. So a sacrifice has also... It, something has to, to die. Something, it has, something cannot... When you sacrifice... A sacrifice means something has to die. That's why a lot of people go to the altar for marriage, not realize, like, I don't know why we don't see it. It's an altar. I'm going to the chapel and going, you know, like, but it's an altar. We want to sing Jagged Edge, meet me at the altar in your white dress. Do you know what an altar means? It means you're going to die. When you go to get married, you're giving up your life for the other person. So that way you can become one. And before God, that's what that means. A lot of people just kind of disregard that. And that's, <laughs> I don't see how, because you're standing in front of an altar. Even if you don't do it in church, you're literally standing at an altar. You're standing at a spiritual altar, getting ready. Y'all laying yourselves down to die to one another. Because that's the only way you can become one flesh. Seriously, that's it. So, Gad was willing to do the, he's willing to give it up, but he wouldn't have been obedient. David is obedient. You have to have obedience and be willing. And of course, David is willing because he he's like, look, we got to do something. You know, he's willing, but he has to explain that to Gad because you got to have the obedience and you got to be willing. But what I'm also seeing right now, like I said, my pastor brought up like, Gad was trying, he was so busy in his work because the threshing floor is his work. And I also saw like this morning when I was spending time with the Lord, it's not necessarily, what is your threshing floor? What is your work that you work so hard to do? You work so hard at it. And are you willing to give that up to God? Because he's requiring that. It's a song I love. I love this song. It's called Yes by Shekinah Glory. Will your heart and soul say yes? 
Will your spirit say yes? There is more that I'm requiring of thee. Will your heart and soul say yes? Y'all? And you know, you'll sing it, but when you really sit there and chew on that thing for a while, like you just sit there and go, there is more that I'm requiring. The Lord is requiring so much more from us. So much more. He's requiring at this point in time, Jesus is getting ready to come back. He's requiring more from us, saints. He's requiring more of us. He's requiring that thing that you don't want him to touch. He wants that. Give it to him willingly. Willingly. Listen, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. He loves it. It's not, that don't have to do with money. That doesn't have to do necessarily with money, I'll say. It doesn't have to necessarily do with money. He, what, what is it that he's requiring of you that are you willing to give it? Cause And be cheerful. We bring the, the sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice to praise God. It's a sacrifice to bring something that we cherish so much willingly to him. Y'all, I, this morning, this, this thing convicted me so much because I have been, I'll be, this is complete transparency moment right now. I have been withholding my future from God. Now, how can I do that? Because I want to be in control of what happens. I want to know what's going on. I want to have a plan for the backup plan for the backup plan for the backup plan in case something bad happened. I can already know what's going to happen. I can't do that no more. I cannot do it anymore. I had to put that on the altar. That that threshing floor that I made, the threshing floor I made, that I worked so hard to build, that thing that I worked so hard to build that had all my future plans in it, I had to put a... It's like the Lord disrupted Ornan's workspace to put an altar right there. Now give it here. Y'all, whoo, Jesus. Since you keep avoiding, you keep avoiding giving it to me, I'm going to disrupt your plans and I'm going to put the altar right here in the middle of the thing that you built. So you have no choice but to give it to me. That's what the Lord is saying today. Woo! Y'all. Mm, 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 mm. That thing that you keep trying to hold on to. For me, it was my future plan. Like, my future. That Y'all, and <laughs> I would be lying if I told you I had completely given it to the No, I was obedient. Okay, here you go, Lord. Uh-uh. You weren't willing. I don't want it. Go ahead and take that back because you're going to take it anyway because you, you're not willing to give it to me. You have to bring it to me. Bring ye all the tithes and offerings. You have to bring the sacrifice of praise. You have to bring it. You got to give it up. You got to be willing. You can't hold it back grudgingly. You can't say, okay, here, Lord, I'm putting it on this altar. I really don't want to, but huh? Who wants something like that? No, you got to be willing. You got to hand that over. You got to hand it over. You have to hand it over to him. And here's the thing. Here's the catch. Leave it there. Don't touch it. Give it to him and walk away. Y'all, I promise you, this, this was, and I saw it so clearly this morning when I was going over, when I was reading the scriptures, like I said, we're on a Daniel fast and 
we have scriptures to read every day. I saw it so clear this morning. I was like, I didn't give the Lord my future. What with whatever that has, with whatever it brings, I gotta give him. I got. I can't hold. What I'm gonna do with my future? He's the author and finisher of my faith. He is the author and finisher of my faith. What I'm gonna do with my future? Can I alter it? Can I change it? No. <laughs> I can't do anything with it. So why am I trying to take that burden on? I'm getting frustrated. I'm stressing myself out. I'm getting upset. I'm getting mad. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm all the emotions because I'm trying to take control of something that is bigger than, than me. It's above me. Why, why am I trying to control something I have no control over? I had to lay that thing on this on the altar this morning in my threshing floor with all and I'm looking at my threshing floor my spiritual threshing floor looking at it all the plans that I had made for myself for the future all the things I want I had to just put it all wrap it up put it on that altar Lord burn it up burn it up I give it to you burn it up all of the dreams all of the visions that I've had all of the things that I, I I'm a dreamer I have dreams. I have I have visions. All the things that I saw, and I'm sitting here frustrating myself, stressing myself out. How is that going to work? How is that? It doesn't matter, cause that's none of my business. The Lord was gracious enough to let me see it. Now give it back to Him. Whew. Mm. Mm. This thing, give it back to Him. If you are a dreamer or a visionary, you see, you see it. Don't do what I did because the thing is, I've been, I've been having dreams and visions since I was a little kid. Okay. This is not a gift that I don't know why people want these types of gifts. Just like the gift of prophecy. Why would you want that? <laughs> what? That is not something to play around with. This stuff is not stuff to play around with. Because let me tell you something. You know how hard it is to have a vision or a dream and you trying to figure out if it's happening right now, if it's already happened or if it's getting ready to happen, trying to discern that. And then you seeing the people that you saw in your vision or dream and you know, you already saw what's getting ready to, and you can't say anything. All you can do is pray for them or all you're supposed to do is pray for them, but you can't say it to them. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> Why would you want this? <laughs> no. <laughs> and and not only that, but when it when it's concerning you and you have so many questions, you have so many questions, but the Lord may answer a question with another dream. So now you're even more confused like, okay, what is going on? <laughs> but all you get is silence. So you already know you just got to wait. Why would you want this kind of gift? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you want that for yourself? So what I'm saying is you need to just give it back to him. Whatever it is, give it back to him. Give it back to him. Just like we had a baby dedication last Sunday or the Sunday before. <laughs> he gave it to you. But give it back, give the baby back to him. Get the baby back to him. And what do I mean by that? You recognize that that gift from the Lord is not yours. He's allowing you to take care of it. The gifts that I have are not mine. 
He's allowing me to use them to bring glory and honor to him. That's it. So, the questions and everything, there's no need to ask questions because it's none of my business. It's none of my business, to be honest. It's God's business. He just was gracious enough to let me see things. He was gracious enough to allow me to hear things, to to have some insight. That was his grace. So, oh, I hear the storm coming. I'm going to have to cut this short. But um, just think about that this week. Think about it this week, how there's something that you have that you said you gave it to God, but you really didn't give it to him because you weren't willing to give it to him. Give that over to the Lord and watch what he does with it. In order for the multitudes to be fed, the little boy had to be willing and obedient to give it up. That was his lunch. <laughs> How many of y'all like to share food? That was that boy's lunch. <laughs> but you know what? He was willing and he was obedient and he gave it up. And look at what God did to it. Oh, Lord, thank you right now for the multiplying. Thank you for the multiplication you're getting ready to do in my life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. You got to be willing and you got to be obedient. That's how miracles are done. You got to be willing and obedient. Remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. So y'all have a great week. We're in season three, and I'm excited to see what Lord is going to do and what he's going to speak through his word. Y'all have a great week. Bye.